Hi, this is Ron Kinsherf with Muddy River News, and welcome to The Book Nook, brought to you by the Quincy Public Library. Make sure you check out their website for all the summer activities they have going on for both the kids and adults. Today, we're joined by Lisa Towles, uh, an award-winning author, a crime novelist. And Lisa, what I find interesting about the genre that you picked is you don't really, unless I'm completely wrong, you're an IT specialist. You don't have a lot of experience in the world of solving crimes. You're not a former policeman. You're not a former detective or anything along those lines. So how did you get started in all this? Um, I, I have worked in IT for about 20 years. That's true. Um, mystery novels were the first thing that I ever loved when it comes to books. I started with, um, I, I'm old enough to remember Nancy Drew, Agatha Christie, Sherlock Holmes. I devoured all of those as a kid because, you know, um, because it, it's a great escape. I, I fully admit that's that's what draws me to read fiction. I want the escape from all of the challenges of the world. I want to get transported into another time and place and set of characters and a different world. And that's what I love about it. And that's what I'm trying to create for readers too. So I've been I've been interested in this genre um for really all my life. I mean, if I have like a spare hour and I can sit down and watch anything, I'm going to watch like a, a crime drama or like Castle or something like that. Something that involves like investigating um, crimes. I have I, I have to say I have done a lot of research, crime investigation research. And um, one person asked me yesterday um, if I had ever known anyone in the CIA because my latest book, Salt Island, the main character is a former CIA agent. And someone said, have you actually known anyone in the CIA or are you just doing Internet research? And I said both. I did. Uh, I did know that. So I have done a lot of research over the years, but it's really the the place that I gravitate to as as a reader. Yeah, it's just interesting because, you know, talking to a lot of other authors, they write what they know and what they've experienced and that, you know, the, what you write about is not something you necessarily have experienced. And uh, uh, so does, I, in my mind, that takes a lot more research than it would if you've actually, actually lived that life. So do you spend the majority of your time before you write doing research? I, I do research before, I do research during. Um, so I, I've been in IT for a long time and I'm also a lifelong musician and I've to, to the chagrin of my parents, I think I've never written a music themed, um, a music themed mystery novel because I know that world. It's not interesting to me. I'm up to my eyeballs in it. And my my book, The Ritters, that came out last year, that was a tech thriller. And I do have elements of tech in a lot of my books. So I do bring that into it. But um, I don't really write what I know. The whole fun for me is doing something else that's going to teach me, that's going to allow me to do more research and really dig in. Um, Salt Island has an eco thriller part of the plot. Um, that's based on uh, based on the oil oil and gas industry, and I did I did write my MBA dissertation on um, on oil and gas and fracking, so I did bring in some of that, and that was kind of bringing in something that I know. But that's really the exception to the rule. Really, the whole fun for me is to take something that I know nothing about and to learn about it and dig in, so I'm up to my eyeballs, and then create a a, a new story about it. Salt Island is the one you just released in June and a bronze winner for the Reader's Choice Award. We'll talk more about that here in a Thank little you. bit. But uh, what you, uh, but you, where do you get your plots? Because the one, your novel Choke, where part of the plot was a cigarette that solved, you know, cured lung cancer. Mm -hmm. Where do you come up with? I mean, that's just brilliant. Where do you come up with those ideas? And uh, you know, the Ritters Thank was an interesting topic also, and. 
It does. Do Thank they just you. pop in your head while you're typing on a keyboard? You know, working on a Microsoft server, or, or do you just uh, yeah? Where, where do those or where the origin <laughs> stories come from? Origin stories. Um, I really have no idea. <laughs> I, I I know that sounds so lame. You're you're an author too, Ron. So I'm sure yeah, that I, I'm sure the same is with with every author. Um, I find that I get a lot of ideas. Uh, if I'm already writing something, ideas come to me on the treadmill. You know, like I I'm stuck in one place for like 20, 30, 40 minutes, and I don't have the kind of treadmill that has a TV screen on it. I just have a screen telling me how many calories I burned and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. so ideas come to me on the treadmill, and I uh, so much so that I have to have a notebook and a Sharpie so that I can like try to hold on with one hand and <laughs> write with another. I just get a flood of ideas. I also get ideas when I'm driving, but in terms of the, the idea of choke um, and lung cancer, I don't know where that came from. I I I really can't say. I read a lot, and um, and I guess I I guess I'm attuned enough to my um to my inner muse and creativity to be able to listen and pay attention when those ideas kind of bubble up from wherever they come from. You know, like like when I when something comes up, I that's important. I know it. I feel it. I grab my pen and I say, this came from someplace deep. I'm going to, I'm going to write it down somewhere. Who knows if it's going to turn into anything. I, I never know. Like my, my book Salt Island that just came out, that's the second one in a series. And that three book series arose because my husband who gives me a lot of character names thought of the character Derek Abernathy. And I thought, oh, I like that name. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. So I asked him to write it on a piece of paper and put it at the top of an open file that I have in my office on the top of it. So mm -hmm. I would passively see it walking by it and it would kind of work its way in. 18 months later, I started writing the first book. So sometimes it comes to me from a name. Um, I've written other books where I just kind of heard the name of a title in my head and I wrote the whole book from that title. I wrote a book called The Ghost of Mary Prairie back when my name used to be Lisa Polisar um, before I became Tolls. And I, I heard the I heard that name, The Ghost of Mary Prairie, in my head. I had no idea what it was, but it felt important. And I wrote a book from that title. You mentioned Derek Abernathy. He's a key character in your the series you got going on right now, but he is not the primary character. So that's, that's interesting right. that you grew the book out of Derek when he's not the primary character. That's right. Yeah. So that that was a surprise to me too. I mean, he, <laughs> you know, I mean, it it is um, it is two investigators. They're they're an investigation pair, and they join a business together. Um, and they they they're in three novels, but um, so he's really integral to the plot. But um, but yeah, I just he's never know. Yeah, but he's not the voice of the novel. That's the interesting that's, part. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I. I that I write first person thrillers and it's from the point of view of Mari, the main character. So yeah. How much, how much of Mari is you? Oh, interesting. Uh, you sit around every night and have a glass of Pinot and uh, kick your shoes off. And <laughs> No, my husband is the Pinot drinker. Gotcha. Um, I do, I, I do love coffee, but I, I don't drink um, espresso martinis. She's into making martinis. I, mm -hmm. I guess, uh, I, I guess a lot, you know, like she's, uh, she's very no nonsense. She really has no tolerance for a lot of uh, for a lot of like kind of interpersonal fluff and like small talk. And she's uh, I, I guess I am kind of no nonsense like her. I, I think I think I'm I'm kind of like her kind of. Is it hard, though, to write about a character that you know, you're kind of like her, but you're really not? 
uh, is it hard to keep that personality trait throughout the entire novel? No, no, that because um, because characters take on um, take on their own personality. Once I get started, um, a lot of times they inform me what's mm -hmm. going to happen. You know, I mean, so so in terms of the question. Fiction writers ask themselves um, if they're plotters or pantsers. If you're a plotter, you write very detailed outlines before you ever start writing. You know exactly what's going to happen before you actually start writing. Pantsers just fly by the seat of their pants and they get an idea of a story and a character and like go. They just like start writing and see where it takes them. I'm absolutely in the middle of those. You so would it's have just to kind be. of. You yeah. would have to be because there's so many different themes going through your stories. Yeah, and they all right. come. What's great about them? They all, you know, you so many different themes, but somehow at the end they all come together. And I, I, I think you'd almost have to have an outline. Yeah, I sort. so, so the one that I've, uh, I got an idea in in mid May this year, and I haven't started actually writing it yet, but some parts of it have been coming to me, so I'm just taking a lot of notes. And um, and I am I do have kind of like the shape of the plot and I know what's going to happen. But um, but yeah, there is kind of a surrender in it, too. You know, like I used to, when I first started writing years and years ago, I, I did outline the entire book. And what I eventually found is that I had no juice left for the actual writing of it. I had spent so much time in the outline. I just, I knew what was gonna happen and I just didn't feel like writing it. I mean, I did, but it was like going through the motions. And what I realized is that the whole fun for me as a creator and an author is the not knowing. I mean, you know, like I I, I can have kind of that skeleton, but um, but that's it. And I like that. And you must find that in um in your books too, because you you've um you've written a successful series. I know you have more that are coming, and so you have like the framework and the characters, but you're setting different challenges for them in each book, right? Yeah, yeah. The next one I don't want to talk about me, but you're right. The next one I have coming out, I didn't know how it was gonna end until I wrote it the second or third time. So is that what you go through too? You're not sure how the crime is going to get solved, so to speak, or how it's going to end until you get to the end. Oh, I, I never know. And, and okay. I, and I, and I wouldn't want to know, you know, a book that was really important to me. Um, I, I think I read it probably 15 years ago is Stephen King's book on writing. And that was the book that let me know that it was okay to write without an outline and to go off script because his theory is if you're too scripted and if your outline is too detailed, there are going to be these guardrails on the story that prevent those inspiring moments and those like flashes of inspiration to come creeping up because you won't have permission for them to creep into the story. So that's what made me feel like, oh, okay, maybe I don't have to struggle with this outline anymore. I mean, I, I do, I do use an outline. I, I would have to, my books are very complex. Yeah. yeah. So what's your favorite part about Salt Island? Again, that's the one you just released a week or so ago. What's your favorite part about it? Um, I, I kind of like, so I'm, I'm new to writing a series. I, I haven't written, uh, this is the only series that I've ever written. And what I like is kind of the, how the story mythology deepens with each book. So I went deeper with Mari and I went deeper with, um, with her backstory and touching on those themes of loss and abandonment. She's looking for her father. Her father is a spy. Um, Mari used to be a CIA agent. Her father is still an active CIA agent, and she knows that he's kind of playing both sides, probably in many different contexts. And he disappeared after she got shot in book one. So she's looking for him the whole time. 
and he's kind of taunting her by sending her like postcards telling her where um where he is and she's trying to she's trying to find him and that struggle creates a really existential challenge in her heart you know she has these kind of topical crimes that she's trying to solve but there's this huge question mark in her heart like do i even have a family anymore i mean she's not in touch with her mother she's not in touch with her father and the idea of family is so kind of universal i like that part of it i mean readers want to read about a character that's broken and searching no one wants to read about a happy well-balanced character and i think i think i create some good challenges for her in that book um but there is a little bit of resolution that happens at the end of it too i don't want to give any spoilers it's called salt island it's available wherever you can find books basically right yeah amazon good read you know blah 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 blah, blah. so it's uh, available in in paperback Kindle and hardcover, and the audio book will be done in probably about three weeks. Really? Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Ron. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Lisa Tolls, she has released her latest, the uh, second of a three-part series, Salt Island, and this has been The Book Nook. Lisa Tolls has been her guest. Make sure you check out the website of the Quincy Public Library for all the events they have coming up in the next few months during the course of the summer. Thanks again.